0: Welcome to this glorious mess, little kids, Mama Mia's podcast for parents with kids under five. We are back We're in, in the studio, office. and the best news is you're not just stuck with us today. And by us, I mean me, Tegan Natoli, the co-founder of Bump Day Spa and also three little kids and
1: you? Lee Campbell, executive editor of Mama Mia, co-founder of One Child, a little <laughs> boy called Alexander. And as I
0: mentioned, we have a brilliant guest on today, but do not forget that the original TMG Big Kids hosted by Holly Wainwright and Andrew Daddo, is dropping every Friday in the same podcast feed that you find us. So today, as mentioned, we're back in the office and we have the expert. So you don't just have to listen to us (laughs) ramble on like we know what we're talking about or that we've got some wise words of wisdom.
1: You do have wise words of wisdom. Well, you don't have wise words of wisdom for me on this topic, (laughs) but you've got a warning because what are we talking about today?
0: Oh, today. Yes. So today we're talking about fussy eaters. And uh, just off air, Lee and I were discussing how fabulous of an eater Alexander is. And I just had to let her in on a little secret that I feel like most babies are fabulous eaters when they're under what, 18 months old yeah. or so. And they generally don't even care what you're putting in their mouth as long as it's edible See, from our point of view. And
1: that's what I thought. Cause I thought, oh, this is, oh, I'm going to cruise through this. He eats Absolutely anything that's put in front of him, except for tomato. He doesn't eat raw. I Ooh. tried raw tomato, hated it. But otherwise, he will eat 10 raw mushrooms. He'll yeah, eat wow. anything. So off air to tea, because I was like, eh, I'm not going to have to deal with this fussy yeah. kid stage. But as we're going to learn, it comes because yeah. your twins specifically.
0: Yep. Well, yeah. Like the, like Banjo's nearly, what's he, nearly 18 months. Is he fussy? starting to be. Oh. And he's a unit. Like anyone that's seen Banjo, he's nearly the size of the twins. So <laughs> he eats, let me show you. But now all of a sudden, like he feeds himself. He's been feeding himself from almost one. So he literally uses cutlery. I think the twins have only just started nailing that.
1: Oh, I'm glad you just say that because I've seen other babies Alexander's age use cutlery and I'm oh, like, oh my no. gosh. He like shoves it in his mouth oh, like a yeah. caveman.
0: No, yeah. The twins last night I was having a war with Samara, she was using a spoon as a bloody flag i'm like
1: no (laughs) put it in your mouth and it probably had stuff on it
0: yeah it literally so yeah no they certainly reach an age where it's for me it's like a guessing game and and one thing they love the next day they'll hate
1: so what's like a typical dinner for the toddlers um oh Depends
0: how, depends how I'm feeling. Um but usually it'll have, you know, some corn, some peas or broccoli, like that's the that's the veg. Uh, maybe some cucumber. Like corn
1: kernels?
0: I do a corn on a cob because oh. it's like a, a sensory thing. Oh, yeah, I've never they done get corn on stu- the cob. Oh, get stuck into it. Mm. And um then usually some protein. So some chicken, um, chicken schnitzel or do you do like a par- sausages. Like just raw, not raw,
1: like um no sauce on pasta?
0: A pasta, like a cheesy pasta. The the girls absolutely love um, my mother-in-law's, you know, like real Italian pasta and meatballs. So they'll eat that. But then, of course, if I try and copy it, they'll be like, uh-uh. So how I try <laughs> and convince them half the time I've made like this pasta and I'll be like, it's Nanny's pasta. It's Nanny's pasta. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> it tastes nothing <laughs> like Nanny's enough. pasta. Yeah. So it does take some convincing. For Well, for me, like I'm at a point where you know, if they'll eat it, I'm happy because... You just want you you want to see your kid eating, Fed, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm really, really interested to talk to our guest today, who is Dr. Kyler, the owner and creator of Baby Mealtimes. Times, um, and she is basically a genius on managing a fussy eater.
1: Yeah. So she's a pediatric dietitian. So you don't get more qualified and than that.
0: The great thing is she's also a mum and a mum of a toddler. So I think she can understand where we're coming from. She understands what well, where I'm coming from. <laughs> she understands my frustrations and and the kind of you know, fork in the road, pardon the pun, but of of what the issues are when you're trying to feed a toddler and is trying to feed a toddler the wrong approach? Yeah. Are we Do meant it. to be like force feeding our kids, yeah. you know, or punishing them if they Pitting don't eat, down. you know? So I'm really, really interested to see what Dr. Kyla has to say.
2: No offence, but you can't be too picky.
1: Dr Kyla, thank you so much for joining us. Tegan, I know, specifically has lots of questions because she has lots of toddlers. Um, <laughs> but we want to know first up, are kids born
2: fussy or is it a developmental stage? Is it something that's learnt? Oh, it's a number of those things. There is a bit of evidence that there's a genetic component, um, but it's a really typical developmental phase that we see hit at about 18 months. Mm. So I think, Tegan, your youngest is coming up around yes. there soon. Yeah, yeah. And you can look forward to that, Lee. Oh, <laughs> in see, that in the near
1: was, future. That was going to be our next question because I said to Teague's off off air, oh, Alexander eats everything,
2: I'm fine. Right, you, wait, she- you
0: wait, you <laughs> wait, woman. All my three were little pigs and now they're fussy <laughs> little fingers yeah
2: she will eat those words won't she (laughs)
0: yeah what i want to know is like what is the fuss about so i know that sometimes my kids won't eat something because of the texture i don't know is it because of the color is it because of the shape like what is the actual fuss about when kids hit that 18 month age group what what changes for them
2: It's all of those things. So what you have to kind of understand is that at 18 months, kids go through this big change around food. So usually what happens is their growth has slowed down considerably. And if you think about your babies when they were kind of 0 to 12 months, they did so much growing. They were tripling their body weight and doubling their height. Like That doesn't happen again until – well, it doesn't happen again, but that kind of rate doesn't happen again until teenage years. So what we actually know is that kids are eating less – Um, at that point, just because they're not growing as much, their appetite actually responds to their current growth rate. So, we sometimes struggle that they're not eating enough. But then for them, they're also doing all of these other big developmental things. So they're walking and they're talking and they go through this really big sensory explosion where they start to notice things that they didn't notice as a baby. So that might be, you know, the specks of parsley on, you know, something, (laughs) the, the potatoes that they won't eat now that they want to pick out or the onion in the bolognese. They actually, it's like the light goes on for them around all these little things and they start to notice and be bothered by textures and colours and even things that they liked yesterday that they now hate yes. today.
0: Yes, that's a big one in my house. I'll be like, oh, you loved that chicken or <laughs> you loved that pasta yesterday. Look what mummy's made for you today. And then they won't even, they look at it like, you disgusting woman, what have you done? What have you put on my plate? Uh,
2: like it's poison, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's their kind of response, is that their little brains are actually in this really big feeling kind of space that they actually can't bring themselves to eat it at that is point Is it something to
0: do with like autonomy, like are they finally figuring out that they can make decisions for themselves? Has it got anything to do with them just being little a-holes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know, are now. they doing
0: this to me on purpose? That's what I want to know.
2: The autonomy part of it is definitely a bit but even just what you said then about like oh I've made this thing specifically for you because you liked it. When kids get to this fussy phase, we start to try harder because we start <laughs> to panic, right? Yeah. And the harder you try with a toddler, the more suspicious they are about <laughs> suspicious. what you're doing.
0: That's so. That's such a good point. Suspicious. They're like yes. a dog.
1: They can smell the fear.
0: Whereas before they can
1: smell the fear. Yes,
0: they'd see you eating and they wouldn't even care what it was like where um, mm-hmm. Alexander would be right now, Lee. Like he'd just be like, I think you have food. And even if it's not food, they'll eat a block, a plain block. They'll eat a bit of plastic. It doesn't
1: matter. If I'm sitting down eating, he's standing up on my legs trying to eat whatever it is. Even if I'm like, no,
2: spicy grown-up food, he doesn't care.
0: No, they want to eat everything.
2: And can I just say, when we think about the foods that kids do like, they're the ones that we don't try and get them to eat. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So some of that stuff, like the things that they're struggling with from a a sensory point of view tend to be meat and vegetables. They're the ones that they find really hard and it's really normal for toddlers to go off those for an extended period of time in this fussy toddler phase. But the ones that they stick to are the ones that we're not putting this extra pressure on. We're not ever trying to get them to eat hot chips. We're never like, (laughs) please have some plain noodles. Please have a chicken nugget. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. And so a lot of that is to do with their sense of autonomy but also this kind of agenda that we
0: have around food so should we be concerned like I know my mother-in-law's Italian so she like <laughs> likes her grandkids fat and like stuffing meatballs in their mouth like they're <laughs> you know that it's going out of fashion but should we be concerned or should we trust the fact that if they're hungry they will eat
2: you absolutely want to be building trust around your toddler's appetite and actually going forward into life that's a skill that we want them to take with them forever like to be able to listen to their body to stop when they're full to eat as much as they need to keep going the problem is we sometimes get into a pattern of letting our toddlers graze all day in that way so we're like oh let them just have a nibble here and Mm -hmm. a play and a nibble there and that really undermines their natural appetite because they just eat enough to keep doing this fun thing that they're doing they never actually paying attention to food and it's almost the equivalent to us eating a a box of popcorn at the movies in that you just kind of get all the way through or halfway through or whatever and you haven't even noticed what you're doing we want toddlers to know what they're eating and to to willingly choose how much they need to be full. And I think for parents that's like, and absolutely my toddler, exactly the same. Some nights, you know, she'll lick the the sour cream off a taco and that's her dinner done. But (laughs) she actually saw that on your Instagram. I know that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Other nights she eats four, like she eats more than my husband. So what I want people to know is that it's more normal for toddlers to eat lots sometimes and almost nothing at other times Mm. than it is for them to eat a consistent amount. And, They're the only ones who know. how much they need to be full. I can't decide how much she needs to be Mm. full. Can I ask you, you're very
1: big on same meal, same time. (laughs) Can you talk us through what that means and does that mean we shouldn't be snacking or our kids shouldn't be snacking? Because
0: we're going to snack regardless.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, am I going to hide in the pantry (laughs) Yes. Um, So, basically, we want kids to be on a pattern of kind of eating every two to three hours. So, that does include snacks um, for toddlers because their tummies are so small. They need lots of opportunities to, to eat get full and get hungry again but we don't want them grazing all day like I was just saying Um, but the same meal same time is basically about what you eat is what your toddler learns to eat in the long run Mm. and sometimes we get set stuck in a way I guess of giving toddlers what they want or kind of kid foods because we know they'll eat it and we get into this kind of habit of trying to fill them up but actually what they learn then is that they're Those foods are for them only and that we're eating adult stuff that they don't want to bar off. So the same meal, same time, it's a hashtag that I just invented randomly, but it was basically because I want people to be able to sit down and share meals with their kids, so that their kids can learn from it. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be at dinner as well, because that's what people get really stuck on. Oh, that was our like, next
1: question, because Tegan yeah. and I both said off air, it's so nice to sit down with your husband once the kids are in bed and have <laughs> dinner. So do we, should We should we be having dinner at 4.30?
2: <laughs> Sometimes I think you should, because okay. dinner is the food that is often, and it depends what you serve, but dinner is often the meat and veg, right, mm-hmm. that we're eating. And so, for our kids to learn to eat those they have to see other people eat them
0: and it's so true because when I've put the same meal on their plate earlier and they haven't eaten it but then when we sit down to have our meal they're like oh what you got there I'm like the same thing you didn't eat two hours ago (laughs) you
1: little (laughs) I want to know about disguising healthy foods and disguising vegetables is that advisable should we be sneaking grated carrot into bolognese or should we be teaching them about vegetables you know is it bad to disguise healthy food
2: I wouldn't suggest sneaking food um, into like hiding veggies into things mainly because I think trust around food is the most important thing that we can set up and so for most of my kids like I work with some really extreme fussy eaters and if I recommended to parents to kind of grate carrot into something and hide it. These kids are food detectives. They will pick that out from a mile off. And all that happens is that we lose their trust so that every time they come and look at a meal, they're like a detective. They are literally picking through every bit, looking for the thing that's going to trip them up. And that's not how we want kids to approach food. And that's basically what I teach in my programs is like, how do we help kids actually voluntarily taste those foods and learn to like them so that you don't ever have to be that parent that's like one more bite come on another little bit of chicken come on that's exhausting especially if you have three kids I have no time for that
0: (laughs) oh half the time I just give them a plate and I'm like I'll come back in 15 minutes and see what's happened it's like a surprise did they eat it did they not
1: (laughs) so you say you work with a lot of um fussy kids what is a normal fussy kid and what is perhaps a problem that might need some expert help such as yourself
2: so a normal fussy kid, I still think if you don't feel like you know what you're doing, you still want to get a little bit of advice so that you are kind of heading in the right direction. And that's essentially where my toddler meal Times program was born. It's just like people who have typically developing kids who are maybe just a bit fussy around vegetables. They're really not eating meat for a while. They kind of got their very specific favorites at the moment. They'll eat a lot of fruit, a lot of yogurt, but not a lot of everything else. Uh, but they're still kind of not stressed by food, they're a normal, typically developing fussy eater. That typical phase happens usually between 18 months and two years and that's when it's at the worst. Mm -hmm. It kind of lingers around for the next few years and kids get more adventurous at around five or six as a general rule. So a lot of the kids we work with have less than 20 foods that they could happily eat and 20 sounds like a lot but when you list all of the things that your kids will actually Mm. try or have a go at or eat a bit, there's quite a lot even Mm. if you just go through the grain foods. So kids really under that 20 safe foods are the ones who really would benefit from working with a a feeding specialist who can help them learn to enjoy and not be frightened of those foods.
0: Going back to allowing the kids to, to make the choice themselves for what foods they do want to eat, is something better than nothing? So say you've made a delicious bowl of chicken pasta or rice or whatever, and they'd prefer to eat a cucumber, is... Is that better than no, you sit there and eat a quarter of the amount of rice I made for you or you know what, if you're going to eat your whole cucumber, here's your cucumber.
2: The the thing is, we always want kids to be in charge of their body. So it's up to us to decide what we put on that plate. And the kind of adage that I like to use is consider it without catering. So you basically want to make sure you're including something on that plate that you know they can comfortably eat. So if you're serving up like a mixed chicken rice dish and your child is really bothered by kind of things mixed together, (laughs) it's not really fair. You're already setting them up for like a bit of a, you know, hissy fit about that. But if you serve the cucumber alongside it and that was something that they confidently ate amazing they can choose just to eat that and we want to have enough cucumber that we can refill that if they need to Right. what you don't want to get stuck in is being like okay what's option b if you're not going to eat that can i get you an apple could i get you some yogurt because what you get into there is where your toddler is essentially the boss of the kitchen yeah. mm. so they're in charge of what they put in their mouth from what you offer
1: and if they won't eat anything if they've just said i don't want dinner tonight i refuse everything you've offered do you just go okay no worries you're going to bed hungry
2: and this that's a really good question and i get this question a lot i think it's changing your mindset around i'm going to bed hungry because that's where everybody gets or you're sending them to bed hungry that's where everybody gets stuck if they're legitimately not hungry at dinner and you've offered a variety they've had regular opportunities to eat during the day you're not setting them up to fail by giving them like an afternoon snack half an hour before dinner you know so they're legit not hungry then actually yeah we can just continue on with our bedtime routine because they've listened to their body they've respected what their tummy said.
0: I know that for me, and I know that this differs for different ages, but even if um, my my kids still have a bottle before bed or or some milk before bed. So for me, Mm -hmm. that's what makes me feel better because I know regardless of what they have or haven't eaten, they'll always have that bottle.
2: Yeah. But even that is hard. It's because it's hard for us to trust. Like, can they really take enough? I don't know. Like, they seem to eat worse than they ever used to. Should I be doing more? And that's when we as parents take on... All of that responsibility. But as you would know, you cannot make a toddler eat, but like you just can't. And yeah. you shouldn't even have to try.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh,
2: that's so helpful. Dr. Carly, thank you so thank much for joining
0: you. us. I
1: feel like we could talk to you forever. Oh my gosh. So we'll definitely get you back on <laughs> soon. But thank you so much for your expertise.
0: Lee, Lee will be calling you yeah. in a few I'll months. I'll call you in
1: about six months. <laughs> what, the, what the? What the? What the? Parenting? <laughs> We both wanted to sing the little jingle. Yeah. You're the oh, singer, mate.
0: you do it. No, your whole new world rendition the other W-T-M. week. W-U-T-M. Of
1: the week. What's your start with yours? Well, words. I just
0: have to thank you. Mm. Oh, yeah. So the other week you had an insightful rant about your husband using the wrong dishwasher setting. Yes. The for quick anyone wash. that didn't
1: hear that episode, he would always use the quick wash and everything wasn't washed thoroughly enough.
0: Yes. So, look. My dishwasher has started having a heart attack and not washing thoroughly enough. So I thought to myself why don't I try another setting than the 27-minute wash?
1: You said yours only had a 27-minute Well, I said
0: I only setting. knew how to use <laughs> the 27-minute setting. So I did some pressing of some buttons. Uh-huh. I found the proper wash and what do you know? Is everything sparkly? Oh, my gosh. Like I feel like I have new glasses, new plates, new <laughs> crockery. Um, it's. I felt like I just did a trip to IKEA or oh something. Oh, my God.
1: You were like a uni student before.
0: Oh, and I just want to thank you because WTF is the 27-minute wash. Yeah, the
1: quick wash is never good enough, Especially honestly. Especially
0: when you get to winter and you're eating like rich and, and saucy And baked in foods. like stodgy yeah, stuff. Yeah, that doesn't get anything
1: off Alright, do you want another tip? Yes. You have to get a brand called Fairy. They're in Woolies and Coles. Oh yeah. They... Like, blow every other pod out of the water. This is not sponsored, by the way, but I just, <laughs> you know, like Campbell has tried every pod. Fairy, I got them for my mum the other day and she rang me she's like, those fairy pods, oh, oh my God. Oh, they're
0: talkable. And so are they jelly or are They've they got got hard They've got like a swirly powder. gel
1: thingy and mm. powder combo. Okay. Oh, wow. Anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa. report back. <laughs> so my WTF is I have got a really fancy... um High chair for my child. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Stoke or stocky. I think it's yeah, Stoke.
0: Or Stokey. It's like
1: a $400 high chair, but the chair goes with the child, so it converts at all different stages. They end up <laughs> It goes at, with the
0: child. Well, like, they take it to school.
1: Base, well, they could. I mean, they end up sitting until they're like a prophet. I think it becomes a booster. Yeah, it goes from newborn <laughs> to booster to. Anyway.
0: Meanwhile, w- Alexander turns 40 and he's walking <laughs> around with his <laughs> Stokey chair.
1: Look, it's chic enough, too. I got a black one because our dining chairs are black. <laughs> anyway. I like, not that I hate mess. Okay. I don't love mess. And you know how messy <laughs> it is to feed a child. Yes. So I thought I'd buy. Don't
0: come to my house. you die.
1: <laughs> the very fancy, expensive matching like tray thing. So mm. it's like a silicon bowl with two little bowls in it that you, that sits on the tray. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's immovable. You cannot move it. Once you've put it down and suctioned it, no one can move it. So I bought this thing, ordered it online. It's like 70 bucks. It turns up, I put it down. And I'm like, I can't move this. This is amazing. I'm never going to be able to move it. (laughs) I put his food in it, put him in. He picks up the entire tray and throws it across the room with all the food in it. And I was like, how did you do that? So then I go and get my husband and I'm like, look, and I stick it down on the thing and I'm like, it's stuck. And my husband and I are both like, can I get it up, Alexander? (gasps) What do you mean? I don't know. It's like he's got. Is he magical? A, he, he's the Incredible Hulk. He's a magical wizard. No, I think he's the like Incredible on some so, some sort of like baby trajectory where he slides it. Like it's adult proof, but wow. it's not kid proof. So then the broccoli goes flying into the wall, everything. And I'm like, great. There's another purchase that is going straight in the bin. Oh. And now we're food back straight on the tray. I'll have to put a video like in the Facebook group or something because yes. for, my husband and I were both trying to lift it and then my <laughs> little nine kilo kid was like, what's this stupid thing? <laughs> flings it at the cat.
0: Don't forget to share your WTF moment of the week on the pod phone, 028999386 and jump into our Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group or you can always email us at tgm at mamma This Glorious Mess Little Kids is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode is produced by Paria Teherzadere. See you next week!